the James Suckling podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. Hello. Good afternoon from the Barossa. Awesome. <laughs> I miss the Barossa. It's looking beautiful at the moment. We've had good good spring rain and nice weather, so uh, it's looking greener than it usually does mid-December. Fantastic. Anyways, we've got the whole lineup here of uh, 19 and 18. Maybe you can talk a little bit about uh, the two vintages and how they compare. So 18 was one of those classic, cool, great harvests in the Barossa. Um, mm -hmm. We had a really kind of cool conditions um, and we uh, and we sort of could pick and choose when we when we uh, picked. So we had the opportunity to be nice and patient. Um, it was a great year. Uh, the 19, there was a bit more pressure on. We had uh, some frosts in September. Um, we had some quite cool conditions through winter, um, but it was quite dry. And then we uh, we experienced some really hot, windy conditions through November during set. And that knocked the flowering around. So we had quite low yields in 2019. Um, I always sort of talk about the, the distinction between pre-Christmas and post-Christmas in the Barossa. Um, mm -hmm. So for me, sort of pre-Christmas sets up how much, what the yields are, are going to be like. Um, and then post-Christmas really defines the quality. Um, they're sort of obviously linked, but uh, as a general rule, it's it's a pretty easy way to, to talk about, you know, pre-Christmas and post-Christmas to, to consumers. Um, we had uh, quite warm and, and pretty trying conditions before Christmas and then uh, after Christmas um, it, was, uh, it was beautiful. Um, we had, you know, a perfect January, February and we were able to kind of take our time again and, uh, and really um, pick, pick when we wanted to. Um, given the low yields as well, everything sort of fermented beautifully in the winery. Um, so what we got distinctively from 18 and 19, we have more of the brighter floral characters, quite a bit riper fruit. Um, so probably more expressive and, uh, and, and a little bit more impressive as young wines, the 2019s. I think the 18s have the structure and they've got that sort of darker kind of look to them, a little bit more subtle and a little bit more closed up as, as young wines and then they'll continue to evolve and probably end up being the better wines down the track if if you put better in in inverted commas. Um, they're certainly just different different vintages. What I hear, what I hear at least was that 18 was sort of this dream, like great, great vintage uh, for Barossa, but interestingly, even across... Australia, you know, uh, it worked everywhere. And, you know, Australia is such a big place. It's hard to generalize. It's like saying it was a great vintage across Europe or something. But yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's so, but it, it actually, yeah, what I heard and what I tasted last year, what I've tasted of the 18s, they're just so gorgeous and well-structured and, but also a nice drinkability and balance to them. Um, so 19 is a little bit, um, more fruit driven, or how is it? Yeah, I, th I think they're just more prettier wines. They're more floral and just more obvious okay. with young wines, I guess. Um, but I don't know. We picked up some really nice structure. As I said, it wasn't wasn't your typical hot vintage where it's hot in February and there's pressure on. 
Um, when we get those vintages, we tend to lose a bit of structure um, and lose a bit of condition. Um, we, we certainly didn't see that. Um, so the heat came early. And I think varieties like Grenache really tend to become prettier and more expressive at, when you get those, when you get the hot early summer and then a chance to cool off and it sort of hangs on the vine. We get a cooler, cooler spring or March and April, a cooler. And it, and it allows us to pick the fruit in really good condition. So that, the distinction between hot years in, in the Barossa is really driven by that late summer heat or early summer heat. Um, and typically we've seen sort of for years like 03 or 09 or uh, 08 or 13, even 15, those years tend to be, they tended to be hot in February. Um, the 19s were hot in December, um, so oh, I see. It, okay, it, it wasn't really um, it wasn't really affecting the condition of the fruit when, when yeah. it came. So, um, That's why yeah, you're getting I, more of the floral notes because it like wasn't burned out by um, high heat. Yep, exactly, and, and then you and then you still get nice structure and tannin profile and, uh, yeah. and balance in the wine because the fruit's ripening on the vine. At a at a sensible pace or at, at a correct pace and and ripening through the leaf um, through photosynthesis as opposed to concentrating on the vine because it's hot. So um, yeah, they're the, they're the sort of distinctions between you know it can be hot here um, in December and it and it almost has a positive effect if you get a few forties. Whereas January and February you start to get pretty concerned when they start banking up with the with the 40 degree days. Yeah, where you get dehydration and stuff, hydric stress. And yeah. Yeah, totally. I get that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So you'll see it, you'll see it in the in the wines. I think they're I think they're actually a, a great follow-up to the 18s. Um, but very distinctive, which that's our job right. isn't it? To, to express harvest conditions and vintage conditions. So I'm really, really pleased. Was there any uh, great variety that uh, 19 favored? Like it was, was it more for Shiraz than Cab, or what? Or was it good across the board? Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, the Shiraz does look probably more solid than the Cab. Um, the the Cool Nights still help with Cabernet, so they're not far behind. Um, and a variety like Grenache, which seems to be all the rage at the moment, um, yeah. that kind of that that uh, that looked pretty good in nineteen as well. And those years set up the best. The Grenache, and that's, I guess, why you know we've been pretty big support. I certainly have, and that was on the back of you know probably Dave Powell's passion for the variety here locally, and um, it's starting to come into fruition. Let's start tasting. Should we taste the 19s first? I'm happy to go with whatever you want to do, James. So. Okay, let's do 19 then. The 19 Grenache. Yeah. It's a pretty. That's a pretty wild nose, and like I, I don't remember. It smells of like peaches as well as like you know classic things like strawberry. Really exotic. I've actually got a lot of the spices for me, like yeah. that five spice kind of cinnamon and clove and all those sort of characters for me. Um, we spoke about it with the eighteen when you rated that. Um, we put it into. We had it in your oak. Mm -hmm. um, and it was part, the reason why we did that was because we didn't 
have any oak to start with. So we needed to season the punchins. Um, so this ends up being two punchins, or was it one punchin in my name? One, one punchin. Um, but it's the second use punchin now. So the oak's mm. at a beautiful stage um, where we still get that lovely freshness from it being in a large format wood. But there's a small influence on the structure there. A um, bit more secondary stuff going on with the with the oak, um, and then the beautiful kind of aromatics of Grenache. I really like the uh, the creamy texture of the tannins. It's very well so integrated. Supple. Yeah, supple is the right word. Yeah. I think it needs to have that tannin profile, and um, we extend the maceration on on our Grenache here to sort of fourteen days uh-huh. plus. Uh-huh. Um, and that really helps to just extract the tannin, but gently. Um, so it's almost like a cold soak and then an extended maceration. Um, and I think it helps a lot with, uh, yeah, defining the wine and giving it giving it enough balance. And um, or did you did you want to taste the 19, uh, 19 and eighteen of both and then move on to the next variety? That's what I did, and. It's interesting because I noticed right away it gave it a higher rating than last year and, and before I even tasted it. And you can see that last year it had the, it had more wood character. And this year it's much more Grenache in character and texture. Really gorgeous wine. A little more purity. Yeah. Okay, let's try the um, Shiraz then. Our style, I suppose, is is very much based on trying to produce wines that are ripe but have freshness. Mm, I was just thinking that. And, and so the freshness is really important to our to, to the style we're, we're really uh, going for. Um, and you can see it in that. You can see that bright aromatic again from 19, um, not lacking in structure or balance, but uh, that real high-tone uh, aromatic that's, Pretty distinctive of where we, the place we are in the world, and um, very difficult to emulate anywhere else in the world, really. That's really cool, nineteen. I'm I'm glad we spoke because I didn't know that that it had that sort of um, growing season where you had the cool, the cool nights, and you can really see it in the wine and this gorgeous drinkability to the wines. Yeah, it's, we get the, we get really cool mornings out there. So gorgeous, the wine too. All the wines you just want to drink. Yeah, you could drink them immediately. You know, it's a, it's not even lunchtime yet. <laughs> They're a good turn ten thirty wine, James. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> eighteen is a bit heavier. Yeah, eighteen is heavier. It's more like quadrate. It's more more square. Yeah. So we love your nineteen. Yeah, very, really good. very pure, very elegant, very well balanced, fresh, and uh, good complexity. Okay, let's uh, let's do the cab then. It ha- definitely has some eucalyptus character. I think we get a beautiful tannin profile with the cabernet up there. Um, yeah. There's a really lovely kind of structure to to the uh, to the fruit. Um, I think it is a, it's a good Cabernet site. I'm a bit worried if we get a really hot vintage, what that's going to mean for it up there. But uh, for now, we've had probably four in a row where it looks it looks good. 
Yeah, again, the freshness, uh, brightness to it. Okay, so, um, well, those are the 19s. I mean, do yeah. it's nice to taste it again after close to a year. That's the 18? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really coming together nicely now. Yeah, that, uh, that's the profile of the vintage. Also. Yeah. There is a sort of a warm character. Yeah, I agree. And the wood comes out a little bit more, but... Uh, is there a big difference in the pH and acidity between the two vintages? Uh, yeah, there'll be a little bit. I think it's more, more the... Uh, the 18s had, um, I, I think, a slightly higher pH but a slightly higher total acidity. So that's why oh, they, okay. get that, get, they get that kind of blacker look, um, whereas the 19 with the brightness, they tend to have a slightly lower pH and a, and a slightly lower TA. If that that's so sense. interesting because you really see that. The 18 really are like black or purple mm. and then the... Uh, in 19s are more garnets, yeah. How interesting. Really great tasting, and I, and I must say, uh, I liked the wines better in 19. I think they look, they look more, uh, let's say, typical, like more in a really good sense, like varietal, and they're more balanced and drinkable. And, but maybe some of that, as you, at least what I understand, some of it was because you had some new wood that you had brought in, that you had to have, you know. So, but you these definitely show less uh, new wood character as well. Um, thanks for your time, James. And yeah, not- I look forward when these wines get over here. We'll definitely buy some. Cool. Thanks, Mike. Oh, okay, guys. Thanks Thank again. You. Bye. Cheers. Bye.